This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 775. Comic Review Catch-Up for February 2020. Welcome to the Comic Shenanigans Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Chapman. This is episode 775. It's our comic review catch-up for February 2020. I've been to, meaning to do this for a while, and uh, it's funny. I spent so much time painstakingly going through like you know, all the books in January, and now by the time I get to February, we're actually going to have comics in a few weeks. So uh, you know, I might have a couple of these episodes uh, still to come, and, and then we'll be, you know, oh, I'll have to, I really got to get caught up quick, you know? I have a, a few more weeks. I'm recording this on May 8th, so I have, like, what, two, three weeks? <coughs> Excuse me. Um, and then, uh, you know, right into new books. My voice is a little hoarse, so this can be a you know, kind of a fast rundown. Plus, some of these, I read them over a month ago. I, I, I had read a bunch of books from both February, March, and January, and then I was like, oh, I still have all these January books. I should do more episodes with them. And that went on for weeks, so I haven't read some of these in a little while. So uh, no, no uh, actual ratings, just quick kind of uh, um, uh, comments about these books. So first up, Conan the Barbarian, 13, oh my god. Uh, Legacy numbering 288 by Jim Zub and Roger uh, Antonio. Um, you know, it's no secret that Jim Zub is a huge fan of, of Conan the Barbarian, and he did a great job on, uh, <coughs> excuse me, sorry, Savage Sword, and now he's doing the core Conan book. And um, it's exciting, you know, it, it's, uh, it's a great read. I really like the artist I, uh, who I don't recognize. <coughs> excuse me. Many previous um, books in the past, but uh, this is you know, this is entertaining. It's action packed. Uh, no, this is you know the Conan Conan you want to see. Um, you know he, Jim Sub did such a great job with Conan the Gambler, um, but this is a you know a, a fun, interesting read as well um, with Conan in this other group um, and how they're trying to kind of escape or figure out how to get out. And uh, you know something doesn't go so well for Conan. Um, you know, again, I thought this was great. I really enjoyed the story. It really grabbed my attention. And I really dug it. It was good. Uh, next up is Fantastic Four, Grim Noir, number one. I don't know what this is supposed to be or why. Uh, it's by Ron Garney and, J- and Jerry Duggan with Matt Miller on colors. And, you know, it's you know a, a story about Ben Grimm, but it's got, you know, I guess a more of a noir kind of take on it. It's a little bit darker harder-edged. It's not your typical Fantastic Four story. Um, it ends up uh, involving dis- uh, despair. Um, it's, I would say, for me, it was less of a kind of the, the writing and more on the art. Like, this was really a nice showcase for Ron Garning uh, to really, uh, you know, kind of flex his his, uh, his artistic muscles and uh, test out different chops, uh, which I thought was interesting, but it's just kind of a weird, you know, decision for this kind of weird one-off book to just kind of drop. Next up is uh, Hawkeye Freefall, um, which I've really been enjoying, although I'm really sad because it's been announced it's going to be a digital exclusive for the last, I guess, couple issues, uh, and then come out physically in trade, so that's kind of uh, unfortunate. It's such a a fun book, though. It's written by Matthew Rosenberg, artwork by Otto Schmidt, virtual calligraphy is Joe Sabino on letters, so you got Otto Schmidt doing everything, the pencils, inks, and colors. Uh, I really like the sensibility here. Um, I, I, I like that you have, uh, Hawkeye having a younger person to kind of bounce off of, um, which is kind of what, uh, Kate was in, in, the, the original Matt Fraction run. Um, I like what happens with, uh, with Linda here, um, the night nurse, um, 
which I thought was kind of crazy, funny. A lot of hijinks. It very much feels like a sitcom at times. Um, it was. I, I thought this was pretty interesting, and like seeing again how you know they bring in different characters like Black Widow, um, you know, and this big kind of conceit of, you know, what are they going to do now that the time device is, is damaged? And they end up with uh, a Clint Barton LMD. Um, I like that they kept blanking out his nether parts with uh, Hawkeye's head, which is a, uh, an amazing thing that was done in the Map Faction run. I actually have a, a purple shirt with the map, uh, the Hawkeye head uh, blocking the junk. It's a bit of a long shirt, so I like um, that we see uh, an extra version of Clint here, which is interesting. Um yeah, no, I'm really digging this. It was really interesting. I love the ending. Um, and, again, the artwork is so gorgeous. You know, sometimes they play it up for... The, the artist really goes for laughs and sometimes just goes for seriousness. And there's something about that last page with Daredevil in his current kind of outfit, which looks a lot more like the TV show. Um, and it, he just looks awesome. He's just sitting on the stairs, but it's an awesome shot. And, uh, yeah, no, this was this is a really interesting and enjoyable uh, read i very much recommend it uh next up is gardens of the galaxy number two um i really like this um in the last reviews episode i had read issue number one and i really loved it uh this felt like it went back to a more serious kind of version of the gardens of the galaxy and these characters it's written by al ewing uh one cabal on art al ewing incidentally will be on our next episode uh, episode 776 as our uh, an interview talking about Immortal Hulk and Guardians of the Galaxy, um, and I actually got to tell him how much I had enjoyed his current run. Um, Hercules is, you know, rescued by the Guardians of the Galaxy, including Novar. Um, they, you know, they're going up against the, you know, his Greek pantheon uh, to try and escape um, from this kind of orbiting ship. Um, you know, sacrifices are made. Uh, there's a potential loss to a member of the team. Um, you know, it's it's an emotional issue. It really hits. It it feels like the stakes are real, even though it's comic books and nothing's really ever for real. But uh, I felt like it was very well done. Uh, next up is Hawkman number twenty one by Robert Venditti and Fernando Basarin. Really love the art. I thought the artwork was great. Um, like the team up between Hawkgirl and um, uh, what's it called um, Adam Strange, which I thought was awesome. I liked Adam Strange being here. I like how Adam was here as well. Um, I liked the uh, you know the this giant hawk character. Uh, that anyways, I, I can't remember everything. I remember enjoying it very much. The artwork is quite a pleasure to look at. Uh, the story was interesting, and I, I excited to see w- you know where this book goes. Hawk Man has ended up being a much you know more enjoyable book than I would have initially expected. Uh, next up is Lois Lane number eight. Um, I forgot that this is a twelve issue maxi series, not nine issues. For some reason, I thought it was nine. Um, this issue is fantastic. Uh, it's Greg Rucka, Mike Perkins. This is Any of, Enemy of the People Part Eight, and uh, you know Lois is you know being targeted by an assassin. Uh, there's some pretty cool stuff with the question here, uh, trying to or sorry Renee trying to protect her from the assassin, uh, which is really cool. Um, I, I liked Superman being used here. I thought it was really cool, too. And uh, obviously this is kind of before, I guess, he revealed his identity. I'm trying to remember everything. Um, but I thought that that was kind of interesting, seeing Superman here. And Greg Rucker writes a great Superman, too. Uh, he obviously writes an amazing Lois, but there's something to the Superman as well. I like, again, the continued interplay between Lois and um, and uh, the, and Renee, I think, is really organic and really interesting. 
And uh, yeah, no, fantastic issue. And again, uh, I think this will probably play even better when it's eventually collected into you know uh, a complete collection. Um, next up is Marauders. This is issue number seven. Uh, this is written by Jerry Duggan, artwork by Stefano Caselli, uh, Edgar, Edgar Delgado on color art, and virtual calligraphy is Corey Pettit on letters with Tom Muller on design. Um, really enjoyed this. Again, I felt like Marauders was a book I suddenly kind of caught a cock got caught up on really quickly. Um, I love the interaction between Callisto and Emma Frost. You can't really imagine two characters that are more different in terms of kind of their hierarchy of where they've always kind of held themselves. Um, obviously Emma Frost has always kind of put herself above everyone else, whereas Callisto has felt that she was under everything. Um, I did love that there was a great sequence where Callisto uh, meets the Marauders as they get off the boat and she just flings a knife at uh, at Aurora and just says goddess throws it at her and then uh, Storm catches it there's a sound effect flap and it just says Morlock and then they have a hug and it's like didn't have you pegged for this gig back at you and they're just hugging each other on the docks here and then you have uh, Pyro just being like they just whip these knives at each other's faces no wonder the Brotherhood never finished off the X-Men <laughs> it's like such a funny interesting moment um, but it's kind of badass. Well, actually, very badass. Um, really, I'm actually enjoying this book more and more with every issue. Um, love Bishop here when he kind of throws a grenade through a Krakoa gateway, then jumps through and starts taking out the people on the other side. I thought it was badass. Like, I feel like um, Bishop hasn't been, you know, like this in a long time, and this was a very cool interpretation of him. Um, also, just liked how. You have uh, Callisto and Mask t- together. I thought was uh, interesting to have them kind of, you know, uh, discussing with each other. Um, interested to see when people are going to realize that uh, you know Kitty's missing. Um, we get to see Lockheed here, who's discovered. I really enjoyed this. Uh, I thought this was a really strong issue. Uh, let's see. Next up is Miles Morales, Spider Man number fifteen, um, which has definitely felt like it's been a book that's been up and down. Um, let's see, I'm trying to remember what even happens here. Oh, yeah, so you got, um, the, uh, Miles Morales' journal is, is found, and, um, you know, suddenly the, the Green Goblin and all his, like, cronies show up, and Miles has to change into Spider-Man to save everyone's lives, um, which is, again, pretty cool to see. It's interesting that he's, like, throw, about to throw off his, you know, his, his hoodie and then still gets knocked back, and I thought it was interesting. Um... There's a lot of action here, but there's also a lot of self-sacrifice. Um, Ever, you know, kind of doing a Spartacus moment on saying that they're a Spider-Man, and you know, Spider-Man versus the Green Goblin is again a very cool series of sequences. Although again, it doesn't feel particularly new, but it does feel interesting. And uh, yeah, it's definitely an interesting kind of perspective to leave it in terms of you know how much does the teacher really know and how much is he just not ever going to say. I thought it was interesting. Next up is Morbius number four, written by Vida Ayala and pencils by Marcello, Marcello Ferrara and Paulo Sequera, or sorry, Paulo Sequera, with Roberto Poggi on art inks and Dono Sanchez Almara on, on um, colors. And uh, I actually really like this. I, I, you know, it's funny. I don't remember all the issues that well, but I liked how Morbius is written here. I like his team up with Spider-Man against this character who's got a, a personal connection against him and uh, that has uh, let her to uh, this vendetta against Morbius, uh, which is pretty interesting. I, Morbius kind of starts to look a little bit more um, monstrous, which kind of reminds me of the Spider-Man animated series. Um, 
yeah, I, I thought this was really interesting. I'm there's some crazy shit that happens in terms of um, I can't even remember the name of the um, the character at the end who's experimenting on others, but I thought that was really interesting as well. Uh, Morbius remains kind of to me a surprise book that I did not expect to enjoy nearly as much as I have been. Uh, next up is uh, let's see, Runaways Thirty, which continues the current storyline. Uh, by Rainbow Roll and uh, Andres Genolet. This is Cannon Fodder Part 6, all about the J-Team. And uh, again, it's interesting to kind of see the developments as we're learning more and more about the J-Team, who the old J-Team was. Um, you know, um, Gert trying to save everyone from Doc Justice. And yeah, it's a, a good book. Next up, and second last, is uh, Savage Avengers Zero which I'm trying to remember, and I don't really remember anything about it. Um, it is written by, let's see, Greg Smallwood with a... Oh, sorry, that's the cover. What am I talking about here? So who did the actual issue? Uh, let's see. Is it possible they just didn't really include it, or is it by story? Let me just see here. Uh, first story is a retelling of... So it's a retelling of the Kool and Gath saga. Uh, Jerry Duggan, Greg, Sm- Greg Smallwood, and Travis Lanham did the main kind of a wraparound... And uh, it's representing Uncanny X-Men 190 191 by Chris Claremont, John Reader Jr. Uh, that's right. I forgot that this was basically a re- just a reprint, but uh, it has a fun um, wraparound story by Smallwood, which I really enjoyed. I, li- I really like kind of seeing how, you know, magic is, uh, you know, on Kokoa, but Dr. Strange kind of comes to, to gather her up uh, to join the adventure. I actually really dug that. Um, you know, if you have the, don't have those issues, it's a nice kind of reprint of those as well. Uh, next up is, uh, let's see, uh, Conan, uh, sorry, Savage Avengers number 10. Uh, I just mentioned Conan because he's in here. Jerry Duggan on um, uh, script and writing. Patch Zerker on art. And you got colors by Hiava Tartaglia. And you have letters by uh, Travis Lanham from Virtual Calligraphy. Um, really dug this. Uh, I thought the art was fantastic. Um, very enjoyable. Very much fit the book. I thought uh, Zerker was doing an amazing job. I loved Having the um, uh, the armor on, you know, Doctor Strange, I thought it was a very cool look. Um, again, like seeing, you know, uh, Shubagorath, um, Kulin Gath. I just thought this was a whole ton of fun. Um, a lot of kind of big, fun, crazy action. A lot of it, you know, is more Doctor Strange and Doctor Doom than Conan per, per, per se. And he gets sent home afterwards, and uh, I'm interested to see what's going to happen next with this kind of uh, adventure. Um, but yeah, no, I, I really quite enjoyed this. And uh, that is everything that I'm going to talk about. Um, so there's still, like I think, 70 books in February I haven't talked about yet. I will hope to get to some of those for next week's episode uh, as we're you know closing out the reviews episodes, looking at old books. Um, you can email me at comicshenanigans at gmail.com. Like and share the rate and... Rate and re- you can rate and review the show on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, also listen to us on Stitcher. Email me again at comicshenanigans at gmail.com. I am Adam Chapman, your host. Our upcoming episodes are exciting. Episode 776 is a conversation with Al Ewing. Uh, episode 778 is another conversation with Ron Garney. Um, uh, sorry, oh my god, I am losing my mind today. Not Ron Garney, Ron Friends. is coming back to the show for another two-hour conversation looking at uh, some uh, selected works of his, including Spider-Man, Hobgoblin, Lives, as well as uh, Amazing Spider-Man 280 to 281 and Amazing Spider-Man Annual 96. 
Um, so that is a great episode. And then the episode after that, um, I'm working on getting Barry Kitson on the show as well as Dave Lanfear, who's uh, a noted uh, letterer. Uh, and at some point, I'm hoping to have Laura Martin back on the show too, because uh, our first episode was really just a part one. So we need to have her come back for some more. So uh, definitely some good stuff for the next month or so um, as we get closer and closer to episode 800, which I cannot believe. Um, but uh, that is very exciting as well. Thanks again for listening to this episode, and we will catch you next time. Uh, Hopefully next time I will not cough, sneeze, or have a sore throat um, all at the same time. Um, It just happened to be, I guess I haven't had enough water today, and then I just had some allergies, and it just was a fun combination all at the same time, and apparently I've lost my mind, and I keep uh, saying the wrong things. So hopefully next episode is a lot cleaner, easier to uh, to listen to. Thanks again for listening. We'll catch you next time. Bye-bye.